Greetings in our Lord Jesus Christ and welcome to Christ Church of Livingston County Teaching Ministry. Christ Church is a member of the Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches, Tyndale Presbytery. The following audio recording is from a Covenant Renewal Liturgy at Christ Church. We trust you will be edified and ministered to by the Holy Spirit through this audio recording. It always strikes me that hymn, we gather together to ask the Lord's blessing, and in the very next line, He chastens and He hastens His will to make known. When we gather, the Lord does chasten. He calls us to confess our sins. We are convicted. Psalm 20 is our call to confession today, the first and last few verses. Hear God's word. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. This is uh, thus far the reading of God's word. We live in uncertain times. The psalmist says the day of trouble. A lot of uncertainty out there these days. How's the election going to go? Will my house sell? What are the mask requirements here? What will my employer think of me not celebrating Gay Pride Month? Uh, These verses from Psalm 20 point us to keep trusting in the Lord our God, not in having the strongest army or the most people on your side. We are at a point where the majority of our society is not on our side, not on the Lord's side. Many Christians throughout history have been in the same boat, so we don't have to freak out when our political rulers are not William Bradford's or George Washington's. God can protect us when earthly protections fail us. The key for us to confess is this. We do tend to complain or to despair when society or our office holders do not share our worldview. It's the opposite direction of thanksgiving. We grumble and we complain at it. I'm as guilty as any of you in this. But to give thanks for what God has done in Christ is to see reality more clearly. Jesus is not being defeated by rulers who would defy and supplant him. Jesus is the king. Saved by the Father, the Lord saves his anointed, the psalm says, and thereby saving his own people, regardless of plots by earthly rulers to grab power and to control. So let's confess how quick we are to forget this, how easily we tremble at our own circumstances. Let's confess our sins before God. Please kneel if you are able, and we'll, I'll pray our prayer of confession for us this morning. through all that you take us through, and you have taken us through much. We have recounted a a short list here, but Lord, you have been faithful, and as we consider this text and others, and uh, the theme of giving you thanks, we do pray for grateful hearts, for attentive ears, uh, and we ask that you would uh, use this time, uh, bless us in it, uh, strengthen your saints. We pray this for the glory of Jesus, amen. Well, whatever you are doing for Thanksgiving this year, maybe the same thing, maybe something very different, 
the sermon theme is the same, God's word is the same, uh, the, the meaning of the holiday is the same. Giving thanks to God is a duty and a delight. Uh, that's uh, part of what I'll be uh, talking about today. I have more of a topical message than usual. I'm not going to exposit Psalm 136 straight through. So if you have your Bibles handy, uh, I'll be moving around quite a bit in Scripture, and I'll uh, try to pause so that you can follow along if you'd like. Uh, so uh, with that, the, the uh, outline in the bulletin has uh, our points today, uh, simply giving thanks, how, when, for what, to whom. And then we'll close with the duty and the delight, uh, focusing more on Psalm 136. How do we give thanks? How do we give thanks, first of all? Hebrews 13, uh, turn there with me and we'll see a few ways. In Hebrews 13 we see uh, some ways how to give God thanks. Uh, verse 15 of Hebrews 13, uh, where the writer is talking about us uh, giving uh, a sacrifice of praise, right? Therefore, by him, verse 15, speaking here of Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So one way we give thanks is with our lips, right, with our speech. Uh, we, we say it, uh, or we sing it. Uh, which we've been doing. Uh, so that's one way. And in the very next verse we have another uh, way as well, verse uh, 16. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Another way, another way in which we give thanks is our deeds. We do good. We, we share what we've been given. We're, we, if we're thankful, really thankful for what God's given to us, we're going to share what we have uh, with others. So uh, we give God uh, thanks in songs, in speech, with our words, and with our deeds. Another way we have is uh, in First Chronicles 29, where we saw uh, David praying to God. Wonderful prayer. It's often used at, at uh, offerings, uh, where uh, Israel here has offered uh, building material for the temple. And they give so much. David is very moved. You can see it. See it. But he uh, speaks after the, the, the blessing there, verse 17 in 1 Chronicles 29. He says, I know you test the heart. You have up pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart I have willingly offered these things. And he prays fervently, verse 18, that, that Israel has also done this with, with, with a whole heart and fix their hearts, keep their intent the same. And he prays the same in verse 19 for his son Solomon, not just for this nation, but for my son who's going to be king soon. Uh, keep his heart whole, one translation puts it. Uh, how do we give thanks? With our whole heart. Right? Psalm 138 also speaks of that. With all my heart, I praise you, O God. So how do we give thanks? With our words, with our deeds, with our whole heart. That's the first point there. When do we give thanks? I kind of covered this last week. I stole my own thunder when we looked at Philippians 1, where Paul says, I thank my God every time I remember you. Right? So when do we give thanks? Whenever we think of other believers. It would be one time. Right? Whenever we think of other believers. Every time I remember you, Paul says, Philippians 1.3. Uh, Lots from Paul on this point of when we give thanks. First uh, Timothy 4.4, 4, uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy about what foods are right to eat. And he basically says, every creature of God is good. This is First Timothy 4.4. 4. Nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. And out of that verse has uh, come the custom for believers to pray, to give thanks before uh, a meal. 
So when do we give thanks? When we eat. Thank God for the food that's right in front of you. Uh, when do we give thanks? When we pray for others. 1 Timothy 2, right? I exhort, this is the famous verse where Paul says, hey, we need to pray for our rulers, our leaders, right? I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority. That can be a really convicting one, right? Because we're usually praying for our leaders that they would do X instead of Y, and we're upset about that. But Paul puts right in there, giving thanks. Make sure that you're giving thanks as you're praying for others. Uh, Every prayer request that you have, you can turn into a prayer of thanksgiving in some way, right? Uh, David often does that in the Psalms, uh, when he's crying out to the Lord and he's in trouble. Most of the time, the psalm will end with him thanking God for hearing him, for delivering him. He closes with thanksgiving. When do we give thanks? When we're praying for others. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 also. uh, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When do we give thanks? Always. Uh, Colossians 3, 17 we read. Uh, Let's turn there and want to compare two verses in Colossians 3. Uh, We often, maybe especially with our children, uh, we'll go to Colossians 3:23, uh, which is a, a great verse. That one says, "Whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, not to men." Right? We often use that verse as, as a, an encouragement to our children to work hard. Everything you do, you work at it with all your heart. Right? And that's good, and that's right. But maybe just as often, we ought to go up a few verses to verse 17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Whatever you do, give thanks. And do it in the name of of the Lord Jesus. So we always give thanks, all the time. That struck me as we were reading through Psalm 136 just now, right? Saying his mercy endures forever over and over. But not so much the repetition as some of the lines in there, right? Uh, for, for he struck the firstborn of Egypt. His mercy endures forever. Right? There are times when we read the newspaper and we think, wow, what is God doing? And the response is, his mercy endures forever. The response is, we thank him for his sovereignty. And sometimes it's not the first response that comes to mind for us, but it's the one God gives to us uh, to do. Give thanks always. So, how do we give thanks? Our words, our deeds, all of our heart. When do we give thanks? Always. What do we give thanks for? Uh, And here I'd like to turn to Revelation 4 uh, and 5 for an answer. Uh, In Revelation uh, 4 and 5, you have a great contrast between the worship of God the Father in chapter 4, and toward the end especially, the last verse of chapter 4. They're praising God the Father who sits on the throne, And the reason is, the last three lines of the chapter, For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So we give thanks to God for what? Uh, For existence, (laughs) for making us, for life, for all that exists around us, for creation. That's theme one. And then theme two is in the next chapter, because then the Lamb appears before the throne. And then the elders bow down before the Lamb and worship Him. And now there's a whole other reason to give thanks. You are worthy to take the scroll, for you were slain. This is verse 9. You have redeemed us to God. So we give thanks to God for, for life and for health. And we give God thanks for our salvation, 
for being glorified in Christ by the Spirit. It's the same way in uh, Psalm 136. Here's where we'll look quickly at our sermon text and, and um, exposit that uh, quickly. Uh, same kind of thing there. In Psalm 136, uh, the first verse, you have the command, give thanks, right? Then the next nine verses, you have one reason, because he's the maker, Right? To him who alone does great wonders, by wisdom made the heavens, laid out the earth, made great lights, the sun and the moon. Creation. We give God thanks for all that we have in the world and all that he's made in the world. And then the rest of the Psalms, uh, verse 10 to, to 22, we give God thanks for his redeeming deeds. And here, everything, the whole list is all about how he has saved Israel. He struck down Egypt and brought Israel out. He struck down Sihon and Og, the, the, the kings in uh, the promised land. He's remembered us in our lowly estate. So what do we give God thanks for? Uh, for life and creation, the things of this life generally, and for our salvation specifically. Uh, next, who do we thank? Uh, giving thanks to whom? Number four in the outline there. Uh, remember that when you give thanks, it's not just a list of things that we are thankful for. Uh, the keystone that holds them all together is Jesus Christ. Right? This is back to Colossians. Colossians 1.15 says, All things consist in Him. All things are for Him. All things are made for Jesus. So if that's the case, then when we give thanks, uh, that thanksgiving needs to be directed toward Christ. Right? Uh, it's, it's not a general, let's have a, thank, a grateful attitude. It's, it, it's not just about the attitude of our hearts. It's about the direction of our lives. We're living for Jesus. So thanksgiving should totally transform how we think and live. Right? When Jesus heals those ten lepers and the Samaritan comes back to thank him, Jesus describes him as giving glory to God. Right? Giving thanks and giving glory are very much the same thing. You give thanks when you do that. That's an assertion that what you have came from that person. Right? When you say thank you, it's an acknowledgement. You just gave me something. And, I, and I, I appreciate that. That's the basic thing that we can do between, even between people. Uh, we need to do the same thing toward God. Live in a way that causes others to thank God. That's one uh, exhortation Jesus has for us, right? Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So one way you glorify God is by getting others to glorify God. And that ought to be a, a, a constant theme of ours. How can I live in a thankful way that shows others that I'm living for Jesus and, and uh, encourages them to do the same? So uh, there's the four first points very quickly. We give God thanks. How? With our words, our deeds, with our whole heart, all the time, for everything, uh, for creation, for life, uh, for our salvation. And we're giving thanks to God, to Jesus Christ. So let's uh, turn now to the duty and the delight of thanksgiving. Uh, again, the first verse of our text, Psalm 136, is an imperative. It's a command. It's, it's some, softened somewhat with that first word, O, right? O-H, the inter interjection. O, give thanks. I think most translations have that. So it's, it's a plea. It's a, it's a cry, but it's also a command. We, we should give thanks. 
uh, give thanks, in, and, and there's several verses you can point to in the New Testament as well that do the same thing. Give thanks to the Lord in everything. Sometimes we need to thank God for things we are not so happy about. Thanksgiving doesn't always come easily, and we need to remember that. Uh, that's, uh, again, from Psalm 136. He led them through the wilderness. His mercy endures forever. It's like, how can I give God thanks when I'm on year 31 in the wilderness of Sinai, and it's just manna, manna, manna all the time? Israel complained and complained and tested God over and over. And yet, you come to the Psalms and they remember that. The Lord was, His mercy endured forever. We need to remember, and it's harder to do within, in the midst of it, but James does call us to that. Count it all joy, uh, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. James 1, verse 2. Sometimes we have to thank God for things we aren't so happy about. Give thanks in everything, in every supplication and prayer and, and request and petition. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So whatever it is for you, thank you, Lord, for uh, that longer drive to work that I usually hate, or that longer drive to church. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this. It, it, sometimes it helps me be more ready to worship. Sometimes I have time to think before I get home. Uh, there are things to thank God for, even in the trials. Uh, we should give thanks. It's a duty. Uh, in the, the ten lepers uh, text, with the one Samaritan who comes back, the other nine should have come back too. Right? Jesus makes that point quite clearly. Where are the other nine? All ten should have come back. But they didn't. Why not? And then it's interesting here because Thanksgiving is a duty, but I want to, whenever we present our duties, what we should do, I don't want to just leave it at that and, and have it be a moralistic kind of thing, right? What does Jesus do? He only criticizes them indirectly. Does he revoke their healing? You know, strictly speaking, he probably could have done that, would have taught them a lesson. On the way to the temple, they're cleansed, and then two-thirds of the way there, they have leprosy again, because they didn't go back to thank the Lord. Would have been some poetic justice in that. But no, Jesus commends gratitude without punishing the ungrateful. Sometimes those who do not do their duty are blessed anyway. That may be a boss at work who swears and hates God, but he stays the boss. Or your employer is woke and advocates for wickedness, but their stock is up. But I, re I really raise this point, though, to remind us that it remains true for you and for me. When I fail to do my duty and give thanks to God, God remains merciful and kind. It remains our duty to give thanks, whether we are rewarded for it in the next five minutes or not. And if we fail to give thanks, it's a sin that God is quick to forgive. Add that to the list of sins that you need to confess regularly. That giving thanks is a duty. It's something we need to do. We should do. But I also want to turn quickly to the uh, thanksgiving being a delight. In Psalm 96, verse 11, we see that delight portrayed gloriously. Psalm 96. This is one of those verses that was tur turned into a praise chorus song in past years. Uh, Psalm 96, uh, verse 11. Well, let's start at 10. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. 
So the psalmist there is considering that the Lord is going to come again. He's going to judge with righteousness. What a great thing. What's going to happen then? Here's the delight, verse 11. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming. You see the delight there in the coming of the Lord. Uh, We see that in Psalm 119 as well, which is all about the word of God, right? Nine times just in that one psalm, the psalmist says he delights in the law of God. So uh, thanksgiving should be a delight. Uh, How does that work out in our lives? When you enjoy something and you use it, you glorify it. I think one of the more obvious examples in our modern times are our phones, right? We're constantly using our phones. We find them useful. We find them helpful. They, they do helpful things for us. There, there's a way in which we're glorifying uh, our phones. We're saying, we're commending them to others when we're walking down the street tapping on our phones. We're like, yeah, everybody finds them useful and helpful. So the best way to thank God is to enjoy Him. Enjoy his gifts, use his gifts in front of others. And that's one thing that we're doing here in worship. That's one thing that's happening right now, right? One of God's gifts to you is the word of God preached at church on a Sunday morning. You're using that gift right now. There's others around you doing the same thing. In in that sense, we're glorifying God by listening to a sermon every Sunday morning, right? We're, We're commending that good thing to others. Uh, using God's gifts uh, uh, as he has given them in front of others. Uh, think of, uh, maybe you're thinking about uh, Christmas gifts this time of year too. The, the gifts that others have given to me that I still use, right? That there are some gifts that you get and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And a week later you're not ever seeing it again, right? But there are some gifts, I've received gifts from my in-laws uh, that I, 20 years ago, that I still use every day. Every day. It's amazing. How much more God, who made us, doesn't he know what gifts to give to us? And he gives us gifts. He gives us a fellowship of believers. He gives us pastors and elders and deacons. He gives us the Bible. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us songs to sing together. God gives us gifts that we need to use. So if we aren't delighting in what God has given... What's going wrong, right? The opposite there is uh, resentment, uh, discontentment, bitterness with your situation instead of thankfulness for it. You can think of a couple examples in the Bible, right? Uh, first thing, Genesis chapter 4. Cain, his, he offers his sacrifice, right? And the Bible puts it very poetically, but this is what it's talking about. Cain is, is very angry and his face fell, is what it says. That's the opposite of what we're talking about here. We need to delight in God, in, our, in his gifts, in our sacrifices to him. Or, or there's Romans 1, where Paul describes man guilty before God, right? Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, it says. That's around verse 20. And he goes on then to speak of different kinds of sinners, Right? We believe lies. We serve creatures instead of the Creator. That's us. We do that. And then, in a few verses on, he turns to sexual perversion that results from this. 
the sexual revolution we're in the middle of is perverting the purpose for which God made us. It's taking a gift from God and misusing it. That's what we're talking about here. Instead of delighting in the gifts God has given us and using them as we should, we abuse it. It's like a little girl who gets a nice doll for Christmas. And instead of turning to say thank you, she gets this cruel look on her face and she smashes it on the coffee table. All right? You misuse a gift that God's given you. You, you. you hurt it, you break it, you damage it instead of stewarding well the gifts that God has given to us. This goes for many things in our lives. This goes for your family. Your family is a gift from God. The Bible, your church family, your friends, your clothes, your house, your food, uh, your education, your car, your mind, all gifts that God has given us. Use them well. Steward them well instead of misusing them. Delight. Thanksgiving is a delight. When you delight in something, this is my last point today, that you keep coming back to it. Right? You keep coming back to it. And this is why I had us read responsively Psalm 136. I know it's a bit of a pain, right? But that's part of the point, right? To say over and over again, his mercy endures forever, for his mercy endures forever. Over and over, his mercy endures forever. Over and over, his mercy endures forever, right? That's part of the point, to show the endurance of his mercy, that we should never get sick of it, and to show that halfway through that psalm, we do get sick of it, right? It reminded me just this morning of uh, four years ago when uh, President Trump was running for office. One of his rambling rally talking points was uh, that he's going to make America great again, right? We're going to be winning. We're going to be winning so much you're going to be sick of winning, he would say. That's kind of the point here. God's mercy is, is so abundant, so overflowing, just keeps coming and keeps coming, we almost get sick of it. Right? Like Israel receiving the quail in the desert. They got so much, so much, and they got, they, they got too, more than they could handle. When you delight in something, you keep coming back to it. So even when it feels like, boy, it's like two-thirds of the way through the Thanksgiving feast, like, there's more? Oh, man, and there's dessert, too, that's right. It's that kind of feeling. When you delight in something, you keep coming back to it. I have kids whose friends are obsessed with... Uh, actors like Chris Pratt from the Avengers. So every time they get together and talk online, they're always bringing up uh, these actors, and my kids are rolling their eyes like, oh, the Avengers again. Boy, they just can't stop talking about them because they delight in them. That's what we do with things that we delight in. We keep coming back to it. So uh, I guess one more example on that, and then I'll quit. Uh, I have had occasion to think of The Last of the Mohicans lately. A great book, interesting uh, movie rendition a few years back. And the soundtrack sometimes I listen to of The Last of the Mohicans. I don't know if you know this at all. It's kind of a, a droning, re- repeating, you know that one? That over and over for a long, long time. And it's doing something. Music's always doing something. In that movie, that, that music is depicting, it's, it's, it's um, audibly showing you the, the fixed, enduring intent of the main character to rescue the girl. I'll be back for you. I will find you, he says. And the music depicts that by over and over repeating, this is going to happen, it's going to happen. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Delight in that. 
the, the overflowing abundance of God uh, to us. People of God, let us give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your blessings to us. Uh, we uh, fail to recount them so often. We uh, use your gifts without appreciating what you've given. Help us, Lord, to reconsider, uh, to uh, reconsider our lives, to take stock once again, uh, to take an inventory, perhaps, of all that we have, of what we could steward better. Uh, but most of all, Lord, simply to thank you. We do give you thanks for all you have given to us. You are a good, compassionate, providing Heavenly Father. We fail so often to appreciate that. We consider you a hard master instead, and so we don't steward your gifts. Help us instead, Lord, to trust you, to take from your hand what you give gratefully, to multiply talents for you. We thank you for uh, reminding us of your goodness once again, for the call that we have to give you thanks. Help us to do so, especially this coming Thursday. We thank you for all of this. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we uh, sing as you taught us to pray. chapter 19 for our communion exhortation. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints." Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Thus far the reading of God's word. On this last Sunday in the church year, at Thanksgiving time, we remember that harvests lead to laden tables. Our national story is one of hardship, pilgrims, trusting providence, and then prosperous harvests. This is but a pale shadow of God's big story of his church in the world. Revelation tells the story, well, the serpent has it in for us and gets helpers like the beast to help him. Historically, this has been popular opinion, hostile to Christianity and tyrannical governments trying to stamp us out. But every week, God invites us to look ahead to the end of the story, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We sit here acting out how it's going to be, God's enemies overthrown, his friends sitting in peace, triumph and joy at a feast because the Lamb has conquered. We often look back at the Lord's Supper in solemn reminder of the cross and what Jesus did to atone for our sins before God. That is good. We ought also to look forward at the Lord's Supper, to the coming triumph, even to taste a bit of it now. So we sing, God will bring the fruitful ear to store in his garner forevermore. Even so, Lord, quickly come to thy final harvest home. Gather your people in, free from sorrow, free from sin. There forever purified in thy presence to abide. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. We invite to the Lord's table all those who are baptized and under the authority of Christ and his body, the church. 
As you eat the bread and drink the wine with us, you acknowledge that you are a sinner without hope except in the sovereign mercy of God, that you're trusting in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. So come and welcome to the Lord Jesus Christ. The body of Christ broken for you. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this audio recording from Christ Church of Livingston County. If you would like further information about anything in this recording, the Bible, about Christ Church of Livingston County, or wish to make any other related inquiry, please feel free to contact us through our website, ChristKirkMI.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-K-I-R-K-M-I.com. Again, thank you and blessings.